0: America's Healthcare Advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Health Advocate Show. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. In studio with me today is my producer, Dave Thiessen, who's handling all the camera work, and Sean Floyd, the man behind the microphones over here. Making sure that we get our broadcast and podcast all in line. We are, by the way, on multiple podcast platforms now: a Pocket Cast Spreaker, Spotify, Google, RSS feed. Tune in. Apple, listen in SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, Pandora, Amazon Music, that's just a few, and on YouTube, and you know what, an awful lot of you are listening, I'll tell you how many people are listening, we actually had a group listen in Turkey to a show we did on the Neuro 20 muscle stimulation suit, so... We're very happy that folks in Turkey are listening to our podcast and hopefully other folks around the world. So once again, welcome to America's Healthcare Advocates. As I said, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Today is one of our open topic shows. We don't get to do these very often, but when we do them, we usually get a lot of feedback on them. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about zinc. There are nine distinct benefits from zinc. I had no idea. I mean, I know, you know, you take zinc when you have a cold or whatever, but we're going to talk about the nine benefits of zinc. We're going to talk about Agent Orange. I'm in the Agent Orange program at the VA. You know, it's not just um, Vietnam veterans that have issues with Agent Orange. I'm going to explain that today to you, especially if that's your father, your husband, whatever the case may be. Also, we're going to have some fun with the new no smoking law in New Zealand. That's right. You heard it no smoking in New Zealand. And we're going to talk about the elimination of short-term policies, the impact that's going to have when the Biden administration ends short-term policies in January of 2024. And then we're going to talk about how well things are running in the United Kingdom with their national health care service, or maybe not running so well. So stay tuned. We've got a lot to talk about. All right, so our first topic today is the topic of zinc and what this is interesting you know i thought i always i had a pretty good idea what i thought zinc did well i didn't have half the information in terms of what zinc really does do for you so this is interesting many people complain about the inability to focus emotional instability poor stress response and other common complaints include weak immunity system hair loss and acne well believe it or not okay zinc actually addresses a lot of these issues so here are some of the things it does zinc regulates gene expression Human genes can't be changed, but their expression can be regulated, and it's this regulation of the gene expression that determines how healthy we are zinc literally involved in this critical process so zinc actually helps that process next one it uh, zinc affects more than 300 enzymes so zinc affects more than 300 enzymes thereby influencing metabolic nerve systems digestion immunity and many other important uh, psychological and physiological uh, elements Regulates zinc regulates and in endurance and immune function. Now look, I think everybody knows this, okay? You know, if you if you want to not get colds and flu in the winter and all the rest of it, zinc. You know, I take this stuff every day, um, and it does make a difference. There's no question about it. Maintain skin and hair. Um, if you've got acne, if you've got hair loss, zinc can make a difference there. So it can, it can actually help you, um, if you're dealing with those issues, which, uh, I think a lot of people didn't know. It certainly was surprising to me. And then let's talk about how zinc affects the body, growth, development, and reproduction and sexual function. Whether you're young and you want to grow to be tall, strong, or, or, and strong, or you're middle-aged, elderly, and you want to maintain that youthful vitality, zinc is indispensable. Zinc is abundant in, in the pituitary gland, which promotes the secretion of growth hormones. So, um, you know, you got a young guy who's going to play football like my grandson, or you've got kids. They should be taking zinc because it affects their growth. Um, and some people have issues with that. So that, that's another place. And also, if you're middle-aged, or if you're a seasoned citizen like me... Um, you really should be taking it because it does make a difference. All right, improves taste and smell. This is one that I thought was fascinating. I had no idea. Okay, when zinc is efficient, it is a when zinc is deficient, senses of taste and smell won't work properly. Therefore, people with zinc deficiency often eat things that have a strong taste because they, they they've got a deficiency in zinc. Okay, so if you've been if you've had COVID, you're like a long haul carrier of COVID. You've had issues that are going on. Um, your body is, it uses up a lot of zinc, which, in, which likely will result in abnormal degradation of the smell and taste. Now, you hear this from a lot of people that have had COVID. My smell's not right. I still don't taste things right. Zinc, amazing, isn't it? Zinc could make such a difference, but it does make a difference. Zinc acts as an anti-inflammatory and, and an anti- antioxidant. So here's another one that's interesting. Zinc takes part in the fight against um, cocaine and free radical storms that cause severe symptoms of COVID-19. It is an essential nutrient in the prevention and treatment of the virus. Also, chronic inflammation and oxidative stress uh, both induce um, aging and chronic diseases in the body. So basically what they're telling you is... Um, If you're aging, you really should be taking zinc because it makes a big difference, okay? Uh, Here's the next one. This is number eight, regulatory nervous system. See, these are things I never thought of with zinc, right? I mean, I, I know you can get it in Zycam when you have a cold, but all of this stuff surprised me. All right, so zinc and the nervous system. Zinc is involved in the synthesis of the neurotransmitters in the brain, the conduction of nerve signals, and the function of... Regulation of neurotransmitter receptors, those neurotransmitters directly affect the regulation and emotions and ability to withstand stress, memory, attention, learning, ability, motivation, and task execution. Um, how about the ones that they just talked about with stress and memory? Okay. Th- those are really important. Um, uh, so think about those things. All right. Uh, th- this is part of what zinc does. Number nine. Uh, zinc promotes growth in maturity in brain cells when zinc is inefficient brain cell brain cells decrease um and and that's never a good thing obviously so here are some of the things that uh, some of the uh, uh foods that have a lot of zinc so if you like oysters and you like lobster and crab you're going to get a lot of zinc great excuse to go buy that lobster and eat lobster okay uh, meat beef pork lamb chicken turkey all have a lot of zinc cod sardines and salmon a lot of zinc okay beans black beans um soybeans mung beans i don't even know what a mung bean is anybody know what a mung bean is i don't know what a mung bean is okay Uh, pumpkin seeds flax seeds cashews and almonds if you like to eat almonds all right dairy products milk yogurt cheese and eggs whole grains oats Black rice, I didn't know there was such a thing, black rice, quinona, and vegetables. In vegetables, it's mushrooms, green beans, asparagus, leafy vegetables, and cabbage and bees. Wow. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> all the information you ever wanted to know, or maybe all the information you didn't want to know, uh, about what zinc can do for you and how um, how it can help you. Um, in your daily life whether you're young or whether you're old a zinc can make a big difference so that i thought that would be interesting by the way that comes to me out of the epic times and uh, epoch it's, it's a uh, weekly newspaper you might find interesting to look at um, Here's just a, a little recap of some of these things on zinc slows body growth and develops it helps with slow body growth and development decreased sexual function infertility hair loss acne and skin problems Poor wound healing, chronic diarrhea, mood swings, poor resistance to stress, poor concentration, and other psycho-behavioral problems. So I thought that was all kind of interesting. All right, when we come back, the no break. We're going to move on to our next topic. We're going to talk about Agent Orange. I mentioned I'm in that program. Uh, with the folks at the VA. Um, here's what I didn't know until I got this. I get this newsletter every quarter. It's called the Agent Orange Newsletter. What a happy newsletter to get, right? So I get this every quarter, and it tells me all of the new and wonderful diseases and opportunities I have because of my exposure to Agent Orange when I was a patrol dog handler in Vietnam. What I didn't know is that if you served in Guam, if you served in a whole other, There are a number of other areas in the South Pacific, et cetera, um, and, and the Indochina where you were exposed to this stuff, and I had no idea. So I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about what you need to do um, if, you're, if you're not in that program and why you should be in that program. And when I tell you what some of these diseases are and how they affect you, you'll probably get an idea this is something you want to do. You want to do it through the VA reach out to somebody at the vfw and get some help but i'm going to come back we're going to get into that so if that's your dad if that's your grandfather if that's your grandmother you know or your mother who served and under these conditions you need to stay tuned and listen to this okay we come back to the break we'll take a deep dive into that topic we've got a lot more to talk about today and we're also going to talk about how you can't smoke in the whole country of new zealand stay tuned i know it's ridiculous but i've got to do it Stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. I've got more. Stay right there.
1: The Golden Rule Treat others as you want to be treated. I'm Steve Keeker, and this is one of the founding principles of my firm, Senior Care Consulting. Since 2002, our value statement has included honor our mother and father, respect our elders. Care for those in need and treat your family as our own. We've been honored to help hundreds of families make one of the most difficult decisions they could ever make, serving them in their greatest time of need. If you're looking for someone who can provide you experienced and objective guidance when searching for a senior care community, reach out today and discover the services of Senior Care Consulting at 913. 913- Know your options and choose with care at SeniorCareConsulting.com
0: Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You know, I mentioned in the opening segment that we had listeners in Turkey. That actually happened, and here's what happened. Um, they were looking at the Neuro20 suit, and they went to our website, um, and, and there was the show that we did uh, with DJ Schmidt and, and the folks from uh, Neuro20, and, and when they went in to see these folks, they had our podcast up. So if you want to learn about any of those products, the Neuro20, the Wavi Brain Scan, the website for that is neurologic.life, neurologic.life. That 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 um, you know wabi Brain Scan is used for concussion. It's used for uh, you know if you dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, to talk about you know where you're at if you're uh, screening for that, um, ADHD, PTSD. There are like all kinds of different uses for that. The Neuro Twenty Muscle Stimulation Suit is remarkable. Again, the website neurologic.life, or if you want to just call Steve Sanborn and chat with him about any of this, 833-804-8334, 833-804-8334. All right, now, we're going to go on to our next topic. This is one that I'm sure you're going to love to hear about. I actually get a newsletter, just a picture of it's on the screen now, called the Agent Orange (laughs) (laughs) Newsletter. I know, I know. Uh, This comes from the VA. It's for veterans that are in the Agent Orange program. So as I mentioned before, I was a patrol dog handler in Vietnam, 1969, 1970, and... They defoliated um, all around the bases that we were on, that we patrolled, okay, with Agent Orange. Um, Also, what I didn't know is we have some new agents that are now part of this program. We have Agent Blue, which I thought was kind of interesting. This is an arsenic-based chemical used to destroy rice. Obviously, in Vietnam, they were destroying rice because... They were denying it to the NBA and the Viet Cong, so that was used. So if you had exposure to that, you had exposure to arsenic. Uh, About 4 million gallons of that were used uh, during the Vietnam War. We have um, agents green, pink, purple, blue, and white, agent orange, agent orange two. I didn't know we had an agent orange two, and agent orange three that were sprayed throughout South Vietnam. So why am I doing this? Well, in a few minutes, I'm going to talk about some of the illnesses and the things that are results of this stuff. We used to tease about this, you know, when I was there, we called it Better Living Through Chemistry. Of course, we had no idea what that Better Living Through Chemistry actually meant. Uh, It meant that we were tromping through this stuff every day. You know, I talked to a friend of mine here um, a couple of months ago and said, we're both in this program. And I said, George, do you remember this? He said, yeah, he said, I remember it very well. He said, we'd go out at night and you could smell the stuff that they had been sprayed during the day or sprayed right before we went out at night on patrol. So um, it was a very real thing. Um, there are some debilitating um, diseases, side effects, and all the rest of it from this. Here's why I'm doing this. If 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 you've got a, a dad who, you know, I don't want to go to the VA. I don't want anything to do with these people, et cetera, et cetera, or a grandfather, or, or maybe it's your mother who served, whatever the case may be. Um, you really do need to reach out to VA and get them enrolled in this program because um, it, it can make a big difference if they have illness. If something happens, they qualify for disability money that's going to come in for this and the care that the VA offers because they understand this program. You know, I've talked to private physician about Asian Orange. Some of them know about it. Probably about 80% have no idea what you're talking about, okay? Um, the, the, w- one of the things that happened out of this particular uh, newsletter that I got, w- which kind of alarmed me, was that uh, I was um, subject to monoclonal gammopathy. okay, which um, MGUS is what it's called. Um, and um, so I went and I got tested for this because, um, you know, when I looked it up and saw what it is, it's a very debilitating disease, um, and here it is. This is a brand a brand new feature. <laughs> In, in this particular newsletter that I got today. So that's another reason why I'm doing this. The, the reason you need to get in this program and start getting this newsletter, I understand, again, if this is your dad or your mom or your grandfather, maybe it's your uncle whatever, or your brother, whatever the case may be, you need to tell them about this. They need to go to the VA and 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 get this information. And you can, here's the website, www.publichealth.va.gov, okay? Um, <clears> okay. <throat> And then it goes on with a bunch of backslashes, exposures, Agent Orange, Benefits Index, ASP. Just go to the VA website, okay, www.publichealth.va.gov. Information is up there. Go down to the Veterans Administration. Get enrolled in the program so that if something happens, you've got medical coverage through the VA, and you're you're able to to access these benefits. Because if you get some of these diseases, which I'm going to go through in a minute— um, you're definitely going to want to have the benefits that go along with it, the monetary benefits as well as the as the benefits for um, uh, you know for treatment. So here here's some things I did not know. Okay, I mentioned this early on. Agent Orange was used in Guam. It was used in American Samoa. It was used in Laos. That doesn't surprise me because we did a lot of operations in Laos. It was used in Thailand, which is another thing I didn't know. So you know if you were at Udapao or Phuket or any of those bases in um, Nankam Phanop, any of those bases in Thailand, you were exposed to Agent Orange. If you were in Guam, you were exposed to Agent Orange. Um, I have no idea why the military was using Agent Orange in Guam. We weren't fighting anybody in Guam other than the lizards, I think. So um, I don't know what the reason for it would be. American Samoa, again, I have no idea. Uh, Laos, obviously, because we had operations going on in Laos all the time, and that had something to do with that. So, again, the website, uh, if you want to learn more about this, is publichealthva.gov. Here are some of the diseases and issues you need to be aware of, okay? Um, a- AL disease, chronic B-cell leukemia, okay? Uh, chlor- ac- chloroquine, I have no idea what that is. Diabetes mellitus type 2, if you're a type 2 diabetic, hypertension, Hodgkin's disease, non-lymphoma Hodgkin, isomeric heart disease, monoclonal gamophobia, undetermined significance, that's the MGUS, the one that I got tested for, I do not have, multiple myeloma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's disease, it's just keep on coming, uh, peripheral neuropathy and early onset of neuropathy, so, you know, if you, if, if, if you know, this is your dad again or, or or your grandfather or your uncle, whatever the case may be, and they're complaining about neuropathy in their legs or they're having issues with neuropathy. Um, this is one of the things that um, Agent Orange causes. This Parkinson thing is another big thing. Um, uh, prostate cancer. Yeah, you better get those prostate exams. You better have that PSA check because you're exposed to uh, prostate cancer um, if you were involved with Agent Orange. And believe me, I, I get that prostate checkup religiously. Every year, because this is one of the things that uh, definitely concerns me. Respiratory cancers, so that would be lung cancer, those kinds of things, okay? Soft tissue sarcoma, bladder cancer, hypothyroidism, Parkinson's, also known as Parkinson's-like conditions. This is all part of this. Um, With the fiscal year 2021 National Defense Authorization Act, the VA added those three new conditions, bladder cancer, hypothyroidism, and Parkinson's disease. So that's kind of an update on how all of these work. Once again, I'm doing this because if you had a loved one who served, and a lot of guys just ignore this stuff, don't ignore it, okay, because it can be very serious, and you're entitled to the benefits, and you should get them. All right, we're going to come back after break. When we come back after break, we're going to get on to a very heavy topic. No, i got to say this with a straight face, no smoking in New Zealand, and I'm not Kidding! There'll be no smoking in those Zealand Stay tuned. You're listening to America's healthcare advocate broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We've got more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network. My producer, Mr. Sean Floyd. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Also, our video producer, the man who does all the podcasts, and the YouTube, Mr. Dave Thiessen. So we're happy to have you join us today. Uh, if you're out there on one of the podcast platforms watching us or listening to us, thank you. If you are a physician, if you're a caregiver, if you're a physical therapist, if you're a chiropractor, You want to take a look at that Wavi Brain Scan, I really suggest you take a look at this and go up on the website, neurologic.life, neurologic.life, and see what it can do for your practice. I think you'd be surprised how it can help your patients and also um, improve the bottom line significantly. So that's one of them. The other one is the Neuro20 suit. You might want to take a look at that as well. Um, Once again, the website is neurologic.life. The phone number is 833-804-8334 if you want to give Steve Sanborn a call, He'll be happy to chat with you, 833-804-8334. All right, for real, I'm not kidding. Headline, Wall Street Journal, New Zealand anti-smoking law sets new frontier. Sydney Wayne Hills, an, arbitra- an arbitrary worker in New Zealand's South Island, blames emphysema on years of smoking before he kicked the habit. Um, Still, the 64-year-old is uneasy about the new law in the country called the strongest anti-tobacco regulation in the world. The law, which was passed in New Zealand's parliament this week, uh, bans the sale of cigarettes to anyone born after 2008. So if you were born after 2008, you're not going to be able to buy cigarettes anywhere. Um, The the number of retail shops allowed to sell cigarettes will be cut by 90%. By the year 2023, that's now. okay. in case you're wondering, okay, five million people know uh, uh, for the the island of five million people known for its progressive approach uh, to social issues represents a test of how far the country will go uh, to force people to stop smoking. I think the key word there is force. I'm just saying, okay. I mean. It's not good for anybody to smoke, but really, the, the government is going to come in and uh, tell they, I, you know what this is going to do. It's going to cause a black market. that's going to be amazing. You're going to see cigarettes smuggled in from Australia, from China, from all, all these other, and they're going to be sold and they're going to be sold by people. that are going to make money the wrong way. So I, I'm not so sure that's a great idea. All right. This is a you know, I'm kind of going to get on a soapbox here. Um, we have short term medical policies that are available out there now and they last for one year. Um, or up to three years, depending on the policy offered by the carrier. Why are those policies there, and what, what do they do for people? Well, um, if you're 65, 63 years old or 62 years old or 60 years old, and your spouse is 64, 65, going on Medicare, and you're the one that carries group health insurance, and now you no longer have group health insurance, you may find getting an ACA policy to be prohibitively expensive. You could be looking at 600 a month, 800 a month, more than that depending on your age. Okay, they're age banded. So what happened was the short-term policies that are offered by the carrier which have net, full networks, have copay benefits for things like doctor visits, limited prescription drugs, etc., those filled the gap for people and they're very affordable. So what happened? The Biden administration, the Wall Street Journal, is seeking to curtail short-term private health plans, uh, in part because it fears the plans undermine the viability of the exchanges set up under Obamacare, um, the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Okay, so let me just explain this to you, okay? So what happened as the Obama administration was leaving, Sylvia Matthews Burrell, who was the Secretary of Health and Human Services, before she left, two weeks before she left, Put in place the three-month rule. Policies dropped to three months. You could get it for three months, but you had to renew every three months. You know what a pain that is and how difficult that is for people? And yes, these policies are underwritten. So if you have a heart condition or diabetes, you're not going to get them. But does that mean they should be taken away from people that don't have issues, that don't want to pay six or $800? Well, in the eyes of the Biden administration, the answer that is yes, because they want to force you into the ACA policies and you're going to get to pay those high premiums. That's part of the deal. So under the proposed rule, the administration aims to limit plans to three months or four months if consumers do not and consumers are not going to be allowed to extend them. This is what they're going to do. You know. There's a there's a debate in this country going on. It's kind of undercurrent now, but there's been a, a loud debate on it for a lot of years about moving to Medicare for all, about moving to a platform of national health care. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about the National Health Care Service in the UK. But what I want to point out here is this is what happens. When the federal government gets involved in health insurance and they decide what you can and cannot have. And that's exactly what's going on here. Now, the line that they like to use, they being the Biden administration and Secretary of Health and Human Services, Xavier Bracera. By the way, he's the fellow that sued the Little Sisters of the Poor. OK, just so you know who this guy is. Um, the line they like to use is this is junk insurance. There's nothing junky about it. You know, when I had benefits by design, we had people on these policies for years before they aged to Medicare, typically it was for people that were one spouse was going to Medicare. The other one wasn't. They couldn't keep their group health insurance. The COBRA rates were out of this world. So they wanted to do short term and it really worked. OK, um, the other thing that it really the other group that it really works well for is young people. If you don't need maternity insurance, OK, and you don't need all these add ons that come with ACA policies and you're 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. These policies are very inexpensive. They're a couple hundred dollars a month. Okay, there are different deductibles you can pick: five hundred, a thousand, two thousand. Some of them go as high as five thousand dollars, but it's your choice. Well, not now because the government has decided that they know better than you do, so they're going to take away this option. Um, you know, I strongly urge you um, to reach out to your congressman and your senator and make them aware. I did this. I reached out to all of the the congressmen. Uh, for the state of Kansas. And I reached out to the two senators of the state of Kansas and I, and I made this point to them and I got a response back. I even got a response back from the white house. It had absolutely nothing to do with short-term health insurance. It had to do what a great job president Biden is doing on health care. We won't even go to there. Okay. But the point I'm making is this, okay. The federal government should not be telling you what you can and can't do to provide health insurance for yourself. And I'm going to tell you something else, people. You know, this is this is in in the words of Barney Frank, when when ACA and Obamacare was passed, we have now opened the door to national health care and we're going to kick it in. And here's what you need to understand. This is another step along the way to this country having, let's call it Medicare for all. And the federal government now is going to tell you where you can go to the doctor. When you can go to the doctor, what you can get treated for, what you can't get treated for. If you doubt that, look at the Alzheimer's drug situation where Biogen and some of the other uh, uh, pharmaceutical manufacturers have put out Alzheimer drugs, which CMS, Medicare, chose not to cover, and the Veterans Administration. I've talked about this in other shows. What happened to the medications? They pulled them off the market because they weren't being purchased. However... While they were on the market, private health insurance plans were paying for them. Federal government decided they didn't want to pay for them. If you want those choices in the hands of the good folks at the federal government, then this is the kind of thing you should be happy about. (laughs) If, on the other hand, you prefer to control your own destiny, well, you might want to give some thought to um, how the federal government is going to handle national health care. Because here's what I have to say about that topic. If you really want to know it in a nutshell, if we go to national health care – it will be handled with the compassion of the IRS and the efficiency of the post office. That's my opinion. I'd love to hear yours. You can go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think about this. And by the way, if you're one of the people that has this issue, okay, you're on one of these policies, you better start talking to your local broker or agent about what you're going to do in January, because unless enough people raise hell about this with the Biden administration and make them aware that they are taking away health insurance for seniors. That's basically the people that use this are seniors and young people. They're the largest component of people that use these policies. They're taking the the opportunity and the right for you to buy that health insurance away. Um, It's not a good situation and people should be allowed to make their own choices. You know, as I like to say a size 44 overcoat doesn't fit everybody. Okay, evidently the federal government thinks it does. So once again, um, in 2024, in January 2024, um, you will find that um, the short-term policies are going to go away. Come make with the next day. We're going to talk about that wonderful health care system in the UK, the National Healthcare Service. We're going to talk about how their hospitals are at 98 percent capacity, and delays in the system are actually causing somewhere around three to six hundred deaths a day. Yeah. Pretty interesting. This kind of falls right in line with uh, talking about once we go to a national healthcare system in this country. So stay tuned. I think you're going to find this pretty interesting. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate here on the HI radio network, coast to coast across the USA. Go to our website if you want to learn more. All the shows are posted on the podcast platforms now, uh, so you can go up there and watch them, even if you're in Turkey. By the way, we want to thank those folks in Turkey for watching our podcast and anywhere else around the world you happen to be watching. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break here on America's Healthcare Advocate. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HI radio network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want to learn more about us, go to the website, america'shealthcareadvocate.com, or one of the 14 podcast platforms we are on now whole bunch of them there. Um, and also on YouTube. We've got a lot of people tuning in this show on YouTube. So um, if you like the show, uh, you want to tell somebody about it, or maybe you hear something, you know what, if if that's your dad or your grandfather or your, you know, your grandmother or mother, whatever the case may be, and they served in Vietnam or Guam or Laos or Thailand, um, you might want to tell them to go up and watch that podcast about Agent Orange and all the issues Surrounding Agent Orange, because it's pretty serious stuff. So, you know, we try to educate and inform here, and that's really what we're trying to do is educate and inform. And that was one of the topics today uh, that I chose to go through Um, so veterans out there would know the exposure they have to all the diseases I listed. And there are a lot of them, Um, and they keep adding new ones. This, 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 This new newsletter had three more. So the hits just keep on coming. All right. So, you know, we kind of segue. This is interesting. We, you know, I did that piece on short term health insurance and the government running health care. And then I ran across a fascinating piece in the Wall Street Journal. Um, and this was a long article on the national health care system in the UK. Well, here's the surprise. It's underwater again. OK, they keep throwing money at it and they can't seem to fix it. So here's some interesting things. The healthcare system in the UK is facing a crisis like no other that I've ever seen in my career, said Nigel Edwards, the retiring chief executive of the Newfeld Trust, a healthcare think tank and former chief executive for the national health system. The UK mistaken, has mistaken cheapness for efficiency in its approach to health, and, coming, and the chickens have come home to roost. This, this is his quote, not mine. What does that mean? Well, here's what happened. They closed hospitals. Okay, they shrunk the number of beds. So, what? How do you? What, what are the two things that control healthcare? Okay, access is number one. Okay, so access is a huge thing, right? So, if you eliminate hospitals, you shrink the number of beds, number of physicians, all the rest of it. You're controlling access. You're controlling cost. Okay, because if people can't get health, if they can't go see a doctor, they can't get into the hospital. They're not going to get treatment, and you know who knows? Maybe they'll pass away. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that. But the point I'm making is that that's one of the big problems. Okay, so they shrunk the system um, in order to create efficiency, and what wound up happening was they created bigger problems. Okay, hospitals in England were already at 98 percent capacity in December when the brutal flu season struck. Um, A mass of sick patients you know, gummed up the system and and had a devastating effect. Delays in treating people are causing premature deaths of between 300 and 500 people a week. 300 and 500 people a week. They can't get care, okay? Um, The Royal College of Emergency Medicine and Professional Medicine Associates in London are the ones that are saying this. So let's understand this. This isn't some right-wing think tank. It's your thinking. It's the Royal College of Emergency Medicine and Professional Association in London. That's coming from the doctors, okay? And so let's go on, okay? In late January, the U.K. government announced funding to provide more ambulances, call handlers, and 1,000 extra hospital beds to relieve the strain on the healthcare care system. So they shrunk the system, number of ambulances, number of people answering the phone, Okay, and the number of beds in the hospital. Again, if you control access, what do you control? You control cost, and that's what's going on here. The, you know, this system has been underwater for years, and they keep trying to fix it, and they can't fix it. So it goes on to say, uh, the average time uh, a heart attack sufferer waits for an ambulance is 30 minutes. Now listen to this. No one should be waiting longer than necessary for treatment, says Will Quince, a minister of, the st- for, of state health, okay, adding that the government is spending up to $17 billion over the next two years to address the NHS and social care issues. Well, I'll make a prediction. I'll make a prediction. It's not going to get a lot better, okay, because governments are not efficient at doing this. Look, we don't have a perfect system in the United States. I would never say that, okay? But if you think for one minute that I would trade that for this system in the U.K., you're wrong. I wouldn't. And all you folks out there who are clamoring for this Medicare for all, it'll be free. It's not free. They're going to fund it with $17 billion more. Where do you think that's going to come from? The government doesn't make anything. Government doesn't make widgets. It doesn't sell anything. Where does it get its money? From taxing you. So when the UK system goes in the tank to the tune of 17000000000 billion, they're going to come to the good folks in the UK and say, guess what? Your taxes just went up because we've got to pay for the health care system. And the politicians are scared to death to touch it. It's a third rail of politics because it's ingrained now, and they're never going to be able to get rid of it. Here's another thing you'll probably find interesting, and I didn't know this. I was talking to the president of, uh, of a uh, hospital system the other day. I had lunch with him, actually. And he told me that the second largest group of HCA hospitals, that's a private health care system here in the United States, one of the largest hospital groups in the system, is in the U.K., So here's the thing, it's interesting. You have government health insurance, which you have to pay for, that comes out of your taxes you pay for. But if you have the money, okay, and I learned this, by the way, on a cruise we did a number of years ago um, on the Queen Victoria Cunard line ship that was mostly all Brits. And I was one of the few Americans, which was kind of interesting. But I remember them telling me, oh, no, we have insurance, we have private insurance. So you're paying twice. You're paying the, the government on the high taxes you're paying, and they went out and bought private health insurance. Why did they do that? So they have access, which is exactly what I'm talking about here. This goes on to say, in this particular case, th- this, there's an, there's an issue here with a five-year-old boy who died of tonsillitis. The mother goes on to say, in a rich, industrialized country, it shows the entire system has serious issues. Yeah, I'd say it does. So here's what happened. They took this boy to the emergency room. They had a six-hour wait. The emergency room sent him home to the, from the hospital. A few days later, um, he, was, he tried to be, get him admitted back to the hospital, and what happened was the hospital was full and he couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. So what wound up happening? By the time the family got Yusef by ambulance to another hospital, he had severe pneumonia. He died days later from organ failure and cardiac arrest. She goes on to say they killed Yusuf. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I know that's graphic, okay? But and I'm but I'm trying to make a point. This is what happens when you have a government-run healthcare system. These are the kind of things that happen because nobody really gives a damn. If you've talked to anybody <clears throat> that's practiced medicine over there or physicians from here that have gone over there to work, they will tell you that, okay? You know, the, 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 it's a government-run system, and it doesn't work well. The, NA, the NHS is Europe's, Europe's biggest employer with around 12 million staffers and has a budget of $188.6 billion funded through taxes, okay? Um, it now has 2.9, 2.9 doctors per 1,000 people compared with, with the European average of 3.7. So, in other words, they're seeing a lot more. Here in the United States, we, we see an average, a physician does, of 500 to 1,000 patients. That's their load. There, it's two to 3,000. No wonder you can't get care, okay? These guys are maxed out. Here's the other problem, okay? Uh, th- th- now they're having a bigger problem because what's happening is they can't get enough physicians to practice because people don't want to practice. And they're walking away. They don't want to be caught up in the system because they don't like the way that it works. So, you know, once again, I say, if you're one of those folks that wants national health care, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network. Hope you have a great day. Goodbye, America.